0: I'm Christine Dolan, and I'm a journalist, and I know a lot of people know Mike Lindell because of some of the issues having to do with elections, but I know him in a different way. Last year, in the middle of the 2020 election, my back was killing me because I'm teleworking. So a friend of mine sent me a pillow that Mike Lindell manufactured, and it helped me to sit on a chair doing interviews. Too many interviews during the day because we're all working site. And then this year, Because we're working off site and we we all want to be comfortable. I tried Mike Lindell's slippers. Now, I'm a big one on slippers because I like comfort. I have worn moccasin slippers all my life. And when I tried Mike Lindell's slippers, I couldn't believe this because it really does have four layers of cushions. It's like having very loose tennis shoes on. And it's easy because you really do wear them all night long if you're working like me from the early hours of the morning to the late hours at night. So I highly recommend Mike Lindell's slippers and his pillows if you've got a back problem and you're sitting down. Now, how you get the discount for this is very simple. It's on our site. CDM is the promo code for it. Promo code CDM is what we're asking you to do. Again, you will feel comfortable for your back with those little pillows that he has and also for the slippers that you can get from him. And now let's get to our guests. I'm Christine Dolan. This is American Conversations. And today we have Amy Reichart, who is the founder of Reopen San Diego. We invited Amy because there is a Defeat the Mandate event uh, in California on April 10th. But Amy, let's talk about what's really been going on in San Diego for all these months during COVID, because it's important for people to understand what a ground zero and what a fighter you are in terms of pushing back all the crazy people that are running San Diego and want to control people. Welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. You're a legend in journalism, and it's my honor to be here and share the story of what's been happening specifically in San Diego County. You see, San Diego County has been one of the most locked-down counties in the entire nation, and also, even in California, we found we had the harshest restrictions
0: what happened? I mean, it just it sounds like it's New York. I mean, California Gavin Newsom is known as the governor for, for, for you know, being restrictive throughout the state, but I mean, what happened in San Diego? I mean, people just have they just lost their minds? You
1: know, what I found is just a couple of years ago, I was just a mom just doing my own thing, working a full-time job, and really I didn't know who my county board of supervisors were. Little did I know that our County Board of Supervisors would become so crucial in handling the pandemic because the Board of Supervisors handles public health and public safety. Mm. And so what we found was, is that the chair of the Board of Supervisors, Nathan Fletcher, started rolling out some of the harshest restrictions. There was a snitch line, an actual snitch line that the chair was encouraging people to call in. To call in on their neighbor.
0: up. What, 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 a snitch line. I mean, people calling them. And what are they supposed to snitch on? To
1: report them for wrongdoing, for not wearing a mask properly, for illegally having their business open, for, oh, God forbid, having a couple too many people inside your home. When there was a public health order that said that you were not allowed to have anyone else who is not in your household, in your home?
0: Wow. Wow. This So, this is in 2020? Or uh, sounds, 2020? So it's
1: 1984. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was back in 2020. And then, you know, not only was there that, uh, there were sheriff's deputies that were set aside. They were writing $1,000 tickets to people who were watching the sunset by the beach, who were sitting alone in their cars. During the shutdowns, they arrested business owners here, gym owners, who decided to stay open in the name of public health, right? Exercise is good. And they were arrested. And so it just seemed to get more dystopian and worse as it went along. Our own mayor, Mayor Todd Gloria, tweeted that he would award a mayoral proclamation to the first restaurant that would do vaccine passports. So reopen San Diego sprung into action. We had a press conference and we decided to have our own proclamation against discrimination. We organized a coalition of 300 businesses and that put signs in their windows saying, we will not discriminate against people based upon their sex, their gender, their creed, their religion, their race, their vaccination status. So we were able to keep vaccine passports out of San Diego County when in fact they were a reality in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, Philadelphia, and New York City. People were getting arrested for ordering a Whopper in New York City if they didn't have a vaccine passport.
0: Did you ever think that you'd live in a country like this? Because I mean, the the, 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 the problem that I have is that watching in 2020, how many people Acted like sheep and they just followed and 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 now I mean I, I, I think it's great that people are pushing back. But at the same time, the fact that we have to push back for freedom in a country like this is so sad to me because we shouldn't have to fight like this. I mean, in in, in the United States of America. That's, that's the hardest thing for me to understand what's going on. Why aren't people, why aren't more people standing up? You know, um, what
1: I find the most ironic is the same people, right, the elected officials who claim that they wanna lead with freedom and tolerance and and for mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden became these brutal authoritarians. Seriously. All right, and- so, so,
0: I, so as, a, as a journalist, I always say, Who's paying whom? How much money are they making? Because I know for a fact that uh, you know even places like churches that held COVID events, whether it was to talk to people got, getting their vaccinations or whether it was a place where you got your vaccinations, they were being paid. Who's being paid in San Diego?
1: Yeah, it's all about follow the money,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the chair of the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, well he just happens to be a member of the World Economic Forum. And you can google it. Nathan Fletcher, World Economic Forum, he's on their website. And as we know, the World Economic Forum is led by neo-communists. That's not an exaggeration. You can read their Great Reset book where they literally put on paper saying that it was an that COVID was an opportunity to restructure government and societies and economies in their image. And that's exactly what we saw here. Uh, Right here in San Diego, our own mayor also decided that he was gonna fire a thousand first responders three weeks before Christmas, this was 2021, if they didn't get the vaccine. And he was not going to offer them a religious exemption. It was just, you're gone. Cops, firefighters, lifeguards, 911 dispatchers all came to reopen San Diego. Asked us to do a press conference. We had 500 people show up at City Hall, and guess what? Those first responders were not fired. The mayor started talking, and their own union union started backing them.
0: What did Nathan Fletcher do? Uh,
1: so that's that is another part of our success story. So we have continually gone to our own Board of Supervisors. The Board of Supervisors was shut down for 13 months to in-person testimony. We had rallies saying, let us in. So finally, they reopened and we showed up in big numbers. In In August of 2021, we had over 200 people show up to speak. We kept them up until midnight with our testimony. It went Not only was it local news, it was national and international news. Videos went viral with millions of hits about what we were able to do. And uh, recently, I went to the County Board of Supervisors and I said, and by the way, I am running against Nathan Fletcher now. I just found out that I am in his district as of two months ago. So I I feel like it's fate, it's destiny. I'm supposed to run against him and hold him accountable. I went to the County Board of Supervisors and I said, if I'm elected, I will end the vaccine mandate for new hires and mandatory testing of employees. Well, it's an election year and they're running scared. And recently, the county just changed its guidance for employees and they have dropped the vaccine mandate for new hires and they've dropped the mandatory testing of employees. So this is huge. This is what it means to stand up, to take a risk to speak out, to invest your time, to sacrifice, it's worth it. It makes a
0: difference. It does make a difference. And there's a lot of people across the country who are, are, I believe in 2022 that the, the, the elections about the local level. If you can't stand up at the local level, you're not going to get anything done up the ladder, but it's very important for people. Tell me about your opposition. Tell me about Nathan. So,
1: um, He has continually put down these health orders. Like I said, he barred people from even being a 911 dispatcher if they didn't get the mandate. He ridiculed uh, people like myself and like tens of thousands of San Diegans who attended Reopen San Diego rallies. He said they just want a haircut. That's not what the reopen...
0: Who is this guy? How, how old is he? What's his background?
1: Uh, he is, he was a Republican. Then he became an independent. And then he became a Democrat. He is a highly polarizing figure in San Diego politics. Let me just give you a, for example, we would show up to these board of supervisors meetings and we would wait eight hours for our turn to speak, to speak just for two minutes. I went up to the podium with my then 10-year-old son. He wouldn't even look at us. He just looked at his phone the entire time. And he did that to all 200 of the people who showed up. Later we found out he was tweeting F-bombs at his own constituents and mocking the people who came to testify that day. Who who is this guy? He's in his 40s, I believe.
0: Okay what did he what did he do before he became supervisor
1: he was uh, previously an assemblyman and his wife lorena gonzalez she previously was an assemblywoman for the 80th and she is the one that was chiefly responsible actually she was responsible for ab5
0: which, what's ab5, what's AB5 <laughs> for those that don't live in california
1: absolutely ab5 uh, it did make national news but thank you for asking about it. it outlawed people who are independent contractors from working.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it hurt musicians, uh, people in media, writers, people who wanted to drive an Uber car, right, mm-hmm. forcing everybody to uh, become an employee. They're very, very pro union. And this, this severely crippled people's ability to have a side hustle and work on their own terms.
0: All right, so I want to I want to I want to talk to you about what's happening in terms of the economics in California and COVID because I thought that when, <clears throat> pardon me, when um, Justin Trudeau froze the bank accounts of the convoy, the truckers in in Canada, that was a pivotal shift that shifted the paradigm or should have a lot of people because. There, it's that's a hard ball in terms of going after people's. It's not just their jobs, the way that they were shutting it down in twenty twenty. But are you seeing more of that kind of thinking in California? So I mean, yeah. it, it, when you take when you take away people's livelihood, yeah, people, people need to realize that that is serious. Let
1: me tell you, people have been. I'll I'll just be really honest with you. Uh, Through reopen San Diego, and it's my labor of love. I have a full time job,
0: and what do you do, Amy? What do you do?
1: Uh, I am a state licensed private investigator, license number two one zero zero six. Good for you. So I I do that, but I'm also the director of partnerships for um, for a brand for a marketing brand. Mm -hmm. So I work full time, and but I put my whole heart into reopen San Diego. cell, uh, we are concerned about what we're seeing in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say that California has been Canada light and that's been scary for a lot of people. And as a result, I can't even tell you how many people I know either want to leave the state or have fled the state to other freedom loving states.
0: Mm-hmm. There are, have been a lot of people I know that have left California for Texas or Arizona. Yeah, it, it's uh, or yeah. So are people are people joining you? Or are they joining your campaign?
1: <clears throat> it's it's been amazing. So I just got redistricted a couple months ago after they do the census and they redraw the lines. I never expected that I would find myself in the same district as the person who's been chiefly responsible for so much hardship in the county. So when I saw that I was, it was an immediate yes. And the reaction from people has been the same. People have been hugging me when I tell them, people have been cheering. One guy that I told literally fell out of his chair, he was so happy. In the past two months, my campaign has already recruited 150 volunteers and we've raised $50,000 to defeat Nathan Fletcher.
0: So what does he do in his full time? <clears throat> Pardon me, I've got a bad cold.
1: The board of what is,
0: what is he doing full, in his
1: the board of is a full-time job? Uh however, he does teach at UCSD as a political science professor. So I, I don't know how he's able to do that and be a board of supervisor, but okay. All right, I guess they allow it. Mm-hmm. But it is a full-time job. And being a servant to the people should be your first and foremost priority.
0: So April 10th, there is there's an event in California. Um, There are bills that have been introduced into the state uh, legislature out there. Give us a sort of a quick overview of what they are, because I think right now, uh, at the end of March in 2022, a lot of people think, "Well, there's a there's things are beginning to loosen up, but they're not really not on the state level." No, that's correct.
1: And basically, what SCODA said, the Supreme Court says, is when it came to the mandates, is this is really a state's issue. Mm-hmm. And so, sure enough, there's a supermajority right now uh, in uh, both of the legislatures right here in California, and they have taken up that mantle and there's 10 bad bills. I'm not gonna go into all 10, but I can tell you just a couple of the bad bills. One is it would mandate uh, the COVID vaccine for all students in California. That would be a tremendous hardship considering that right now, when you look at kids who are five to 11, only 25% of them, their parents have chosen to give them the vaccine we believe that this is an act of coercion and it's anti-freedom because clearly parents have already made that choice Mm -hmm. right there's been enough of the the covid messaging and the vaccine messaging for the past two years to last all of us the rest of our lives right and an overwhelming majority of parents have rejected that but that's not going to stop the legislature so if you want to go to school in california that's what they're trying to do also there's another bill AB 1993, and it's going to committee tomorrow. And it would mandate that every single employee and independent contractor in the state of California would have to have the COVID 19 vaccine. Again, what? So, so what are the changes? California, just leave us alone. We've sent them, it's been two years. If somebody hasn't gotten the vaccine, just leave them alone.
0: So, my question is, how? How is it How is it possible in a state that politically is known for being liberal, all right, how is it possible that California has gotten to this point where they have become draconian in terms of freedom? Why is it that, that, that I mean, they have flipped? Follow the money. All right. And then who's... I mean, even in California, among the doctors, your your state medical board is out of control in terms of doctors who give exemptions. And these are medical exemptions. And then they go after the doctors, they try to delicense them, they try to get them out. And what the public doesn't understand is if that doctor loses their license, those doctors, um, all of the exemptions they have given are retroactively taken away. You're 100 percent correct, Christine. So I mean, what 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 is it about California in terms you know, of people people not seeing this? Uh,
1: power corrupts, right? And right now there is a supermajority, and uh, you know I'm not trying to demonize the other side, right? I think there's there's people that have good motives but I think if they've been in power way too long, it is a super majority and they have veered into authoritarian and any side can fall into that trap. And what I really love about the freedom groups that have sprung up all across the state is we're just saying, just leave us alone. Allow us to make our own choices. And by the way, I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life either. So the freedom groups that have sprung up have said, don't tell me how to live my life. I won't tell you how to live yours, right? And so that's where we are in California. It's sad that the pendulums do swing. And Boy. I have great hope for 2022, because guess what? We the people are pissed off.
0: So Amy, are you finding it's mostly the mama bears that are stepping forward first?
1: Absolutely. I mean, really that's, it's been amazing. I'm 54 years old. I'm just going to like put my age out there. And I have to say what has been one of the most beautiful things for me as a woman is to see how we women have supported each other throughout this. I honestly, when I've seen like, you know, previous times in my lives, sometimes we women, we don't really have each other's backs. And Mm -hmm. I have seen just amazing just so many women just saying to each other you know we've got this I've got your back you know way to go mama and that's been the climate right now so if there's been one thing that's been good that's come out of this is the mama bears are awake in california
0: so are are the women in San Diego reaching out to women in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sacramento? Are you coming together, coalescing together across the state?
1: Yes. It first started with freedom groups popping up in San Diego, and then all of us joining together and forming a coalition. And then it's just spread throughout the state. And now we're seeing different groups that are also helping with those connections too. And for Defeat the Mandates in mm-hmm. Los Angeles for that event on April 10th, that's exactly what's happening. You're gonna see the different unified groups come together and for one goal, which is defeat the mandates in California.
0: Were you politically active before before this?
1: No. <laughs> and I have a poli-sci degree from San Diego State University. I had no, no involvement. I barely even knew my own county board of supervisor. And for me, what my wake-up call was, because initially, I did comply with the government. They, I remember going to the beach with my son, and they told me I couldn't sit on the sand when he was out in the waves. And so I had to keep moving. So I just shuffled side to side for 90 minutes. Ridiculous. I guess I successfully avoided COVID that day with those ridiculous regulations. So So, we had a riot two miles from my house. Three buildings were burned down and public health officials were saying that it was racist to go to a reopen San Diego rally. And those were super spreader events, but protesting and burning down buildings did not spread COVID. And that's when I woke up and that's when I promised myself I would never dance in the sand for the gov- for the government ever again.
0: So you trusted them when 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 COVID when the whole COVID wave first started, you trusted them, and then it got to the point where you just said, "Enough is enough," because it doesn't because it's not logical.
1: It it's- wasn't logical, and my story is very very similar to hundreds of people that I've talked about. They said, you know, at first. When they said two weeks i complied i did what they asked but then you start seeing the inconsistencies right Mm -hmm. you know the whole follow the science following their science will make you dizzy and pass out because it's just it, it just doesn't make any sense they they were contradicting themselves and they were demonizing people and bullying and discriminating and shaming people and you know we were called all kinds of names just for wanting to reopen schools and that was another warning. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised Jewish. I was raised Jewish and I was called a white supremacist Nazi for wanting to reopen schools by a local leader who did that to their blog. And I'm like, this, this is, you need to stop this, you know, it's like, would <laughs> it come as a major shock to my 79 year old Jewish mother that I'm a Nazi. Right. Mm. Or, or the rabbi that botmed with me, it, it was, it was obscene, and it, it was so wrong, and that just made me fight harder. Like really, <laughs> my bot so I want
0: I want us to follow your. I want us to follow your your race. I, I think this is extraordinary. And 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 Nathan Fletcher, I we're going to have to see if we can get him to do an interview with me because I think that it's very interesting that. People follow, they believe in the whole Davos philosophy, okay? And as a journalist, I'm pretty aware of what that means and how long it's been around, because Klaus Schwab is an interesting character, um, and he has, he has achieved the attention, and people do show up, but the fact that these people believe that they have the right to dictate to other peoples. And they basically in, in in the bubble of freedom is extraordinary to me because it has nothing to do with freedom. That's right. It has nothing to do with freedom. Well, Amy, thank you so much. What do you want the public to know about April 10th? Because um, we will follow your, your race, but about April 10th, give us some more details about this and what, what the, the goals are for everybody that's gonna be there.
1: So show up Los Angeles, It'll be at 11 o'clock, and Christine, I will send you the flyer so uh, you can uh, put that out there to your audience. And this is really a way for California to hold the line and take a stand.
0: And and what is it that I know that the convoy that came into the D.C. area that's been going around the Beltway here is now has left D.C. Uh, was in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania yesterday, and they're heading they're heading back towards you in California. And so it it will be the coast to coast for Defeat the Mandate.
1: Yeah, this is amazing. This has been a time of great awakening. Mm -hmm. And I am just so proud of the truckers, so proud of the organizers of this event. And I'm just so proud of every single mama bear and papa bear and baby bear that has stood up for their rights.
0: Amy Reichard, thank you very much. Uh, reopen San Diego, you know, and keep and keep it rolling with the truckers on April 10th. Thank you.